what are all the things I say again? I do the welcome. I do the catchphrase. I say me. I say you guys. Welcome to the Pete Buttigieg price fixing bread hour. Where we all have high hopes for high loafs. Oh, wow. I'm your host, Chastin. Tell me, Chastin, how much should a loaf of bread cost? Well, let's talk about the war. How much does it cost? I can't do this anymore. Five seconds of pretending to be Chastin is enough. Is that a person? Mm -hmm. Chastin is Pete's husband, life partner, soul brother. His name is Chastin. 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 Do you like Disney? Do you like movies? Do you like friends who watch these movies? Disney Channel. Tipsy Paddle. Disney Channel. Hey everybody, welcome to the Disney Channel Tipsy Panel, the podcast where we watch and review all the DCOMs from A to Xenon. My name is Brandon Lamuto. I am your host, and I have so many friends here. As always, we have our sound engineer, Mr. Ryan Metz. Hello. We have our mixologist, Mr. James Letiri. You gentlemen and ladies ready to work? Yeah. We, <laughs> we have... I'm I a have, worker. Yes. <laughs> I'm a worker. Where's my bread and roses? I'm no gentleman. But here I am anyway. We have our art director, Miss Brandon Banta. Howdy. And we have a guest tonight. I'm very excited to have this guest. She is a friend of the show. She is a self-described person. Once potential law student, once volunteer EMT, currently pumped to be here. An excellent bar trivia host, the best I've ever known. Please welcome Sam Green. Hello. Hi, Sam. Hi. Welcome. I wish I could say I'm on that work train. I'm not really much of a worker. Well, that's it, fine. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Well, I'm in hi-ho. solidarity with you anyway. Yeah. Great. I mean, I'm glad to be here, but don't expect the world to me. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. We're just glad that you're here. You know what they say about work? If you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. So we love to do this, and it doesn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. So you're not working. Great. Yeah. Well, this is my first podcast. And I'm enjoying it so far. Amazing. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, oh, like you're going to hate it in like in. five minutes. Don't worry. <laughs> Great. Uh, Sam, I got a question for you. Uh, Disney Channel movies. What do you know about them? You love them? You hate them? You got no experience? What, what's the story? I literally know so little about them that I can't begin to form an opinion. Okay. Same. Okay. You're in good quiz, company. quiz time. Name one Disney Channel original movie. Ollie Hop Noodles. <laughs> Um, something. What did we watch? <laughs> <laughs> the one that we watched. Ah, uh, the one. So the movie we are watching, or the movie we watched, and the movie we're going to talk about is Ollie Hop Noodles: Haven of Bliss. <sighs> what a fucking title! It's a mouthful. It it's is too a, much. It's a total mouthful. Just put it. Who put those words together? Who? Gene Shepard, the guy who wrote the short story that this is based on. Where did that come from and why? What's going through your mind, buddy? Gene, talk to me. Ollie Hop Noodles Haven of Bliss? It sounds like an orgy, to be honest. Ugh. Yeah. It sounds like a skateboard orgy. Yeah. Bliss is a hard word to pass off as anything but erotic. <laughs> sounds sexual. 
It also makes so much more sense now that they took a short story and made it last an hour yeah. and a half. Oh, my God. Oh, the first 45 minutes is a total wash. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's... Uh, what about the last... We'll talk about it. I Yeah. Um. Bef- well, well, before we get into all of that, yes, we watched Ollie Hop Noodles' Haven of Bliss. Came out in 1990, 1988. Technically, it's not a DCOM. It's a Disney Channel premiere. Here's a fun thing about the production. It was a co-production between Disney Channel... And uh, TV's American Playhouse and WGBH, which is a Boston public TV station. It's PBS. Yep, right? Yes, PBS. Uh, Disney funded the movie under the conditions of the creator that they would have nothing to do with production. Oh. Huh. <laughs> so and why did they fund it? What? For, yeah. What did they fund? For the gram. For the content. Clearly, yeah. But yeah, Disney funded it and allegedly had nothing to do with the production of it. So, okay. Honestly, it shows. Yeah, it does. Lots of cigars and uh, fake bazanga grabbing. It's filmed like an after-school special. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Ollie Hop Noodles, Haven of Bliss. It's technically a sequel to The Christmas Story. A Christmas Story. Some Christmas Story. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah, the main character is Ralphie. Yeah. I gotta go. (laughs) It's got... I feel like like the tone, like right off the bat, it's yeah. pretty obvious. With yeah, the it's narration. the same same narrator, Gene Shepard, the guy who wrote both the short stories off of which A Christmas Story is based and this one. Um, so you could tell from the vignette style that like, yeah, it's the same guy. Um, totally different cast, different everything except for that one guy. <sighs> can, I, can I say something? Yes. First of all, I'm upset. I knew that already. You were upset as soon as we started recording, just because you have to talk about another one of these movies. Second of all, I would say before we get into the movie, we're called the Tipsy Panel for a reason, but we've already gotten into the movie, so um, <laughs> this is a jump ball. Why are we called the Tipsy Panel, guys? Because we, we drink, have alcohol. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll we practice drink. that one. We'll edit that out. We drink. We have alcohol here. James is our mixologist. He makes a wonderful drink every time. This time is no exception. James, tell me about this drink. I made a drink with peach nectar. Uh, one, it's two parts peach nectar, one part orange juice, splash of club soda, one and a half parts vodka. Uh, and then a bunch of ice, and it's topped with a pale ale. We're doing Sierra Nevada um, all-day IPA. So the inspiration for this was the peach, if you guys have ever had a fuzzy navel. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuzzy navel is peach schnapps. You can throw vodka in there, and I forget what else is in it. I think it's orange juice. It's peach schnapps and orange juice. Sure. This is Fuzzball's navel. Oh! <laughs> oh I love him. We'll Wait, talk no, about isn't him. his name Fuzzhead? Fuzzhead. I'm sorry. Fuzz. Oh, I How, fucked it you up. You can't forget Rewind. that. Rewind. Rewind. <laughs> Fuzzhead's Yay! navel. Oh, funny. Fuzzhead is the fourth build character in this movie. Daphne. Before most of the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before it, Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> I will only be oh, referring to... he's not Kangaroo to... Jack. He's... Man who finds Kangaroo Jack, who also isn't Anthony Anderson. <laughs> right, but because I don't know his name, I will only be referring yeah. to Jerry O'Connell's main character as Kangaroo Jack. Yeah, Kangaroo Jack is his name. Is even he though the it's dad? Ralphie. No, he's the kid. He's, oh. yeah, he's Ralphie. Ralph. So he's Spoiler Ralphie. alert, he never shot his eye out. He still has an eye. <sighs> but yeah, so Ollie Hop Noodles Haven of Bliss uh, takes place in the summer. Uh, 
big ju- big uh, jump away from a Christmas story, which takes place in um, fall, um, early January. March. I, uh, it's yeah. escaping me. Charge. Um, but yeah, so it's the same family. It's the old man, uh, played by James Sicking. Yes, that's <laughs> a good incredible name. name. <gasps> um, He's a sick king. Yep. There's the <laughs> there's the dad. There's uh, mom. There's Randy, who's the younger whiny brother, and then he's got a couple friends who just kind of come and go. Um, but yeah, it's if you've seen a Christmas story, you know that a Christmas story is kind of told as a series of stories. It's the narrator who is now an, a, a middle-aged man reflecting back on his time living in the 40s. This is essentially the same thing. He's got a bunch of little stories about being on summer vacation and getting his first job and going on a family trip to Michigan. Where Losing Ollie his Hawk- virginity. Yeah. The yep. time he got arrested. Yep. The only Disney movie where you see someone lose their virginity while getting arrested. Yep. It's a big moment for Disney. You should say he got arrested for um, selling a bad batch of heroin mm-hmm. to a judge. Yeah. So it was a pretty dark movie. It was a lot. And that's not even why he got fired from his first job. No. Mm-hmm. no. They don't even go into that. Nope. No. It was AIDS it. discrimination. They heard he had AIDS. Yeah. And they said, no, 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 I can't do it. <laughs> so... I like how it opens up to kind of this industrial remix to the song Hi Ho from Snow White. Not only is it Hi Ho, but it's the most like lackluster rendition of Hi Ho I've ever heard. They're just like, Hi Ho, Hi Ho, it's off to work we go. Clearly like very downtrodden from the decades of working in the mines. Yeah. It's a mining town. Yeah, it's sort of an anemic children's chorus. <laughs> well, dare I say that's foreshadowing? Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, anyone? Oh, here we go. Uh, anyone want to take a guess at how many times the Hi Ho song was played in this movie? Mm. Uh, three. Okay, good guess. I'm going to go four. Four, good guess. Seven. Seven, good guess. Seven dwarves. Oh, oh. Ooh. Okay. Oh, symbolic. I'll say five. Okay, uh, the winner is drum roll, please. It was James. It was four. Oh, four different times. Technically, so technically, you could say it was five because it came up like in and out in one in the dream sequence. Yeah. So, Brennan, I'll give you half a point. What? Wait, yeah, how I does, actually. How does a dream sequence not count? As no, the, no, no. It was in the, the dream winner. sequence, but it played once oh. and then like faded out and then faded right back in. So I counted that oh. as just one. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, we find out that they live in a mining town. Uh, they're, a, they're like a middle, lower class family. They have yep. a home, but they're not very well to do. They have an um, old car. Yeah, a fucking, like, 47 Chevy. Chevy. It's yeah. sick, though. It's yeah, an it's awesome whip. It's a nice car. It is, except for the fact that it doesn't start, like, ever. Yep. Um, but there, it's the start of summer, um, and the first 45 minutes of the movie is... Almost nothing. Um, the dog runs away. Um, the uh, Kangaroo Jack gets his first job with his buddies. Um, <laughs> and the job is just moving a fridge. Yeah, that's all they do all day, every day, is move refrigerators upstairs. I, yeah. I love that, like... You know, it's it's from the t- the perspective of a narrator reflecting on his childhood. So they he takes some liberties, which is fine. Like you get it, you're allowed to do that when it, you're uh, the narrator and you're the the person telling the story. Um, but I love the idea that yeah, our job was for two weeks. We carried a refrigerator, <laughs> but and like 
to Sam's point, like it makes such sense that this was a short story because all of the like he moves that refrigerator. There's like three scenes of him just doing that. Like you're, and it makes it seem like it's over a couple days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's, like, let's stretch this out. That's the one thing I really liked the scene where it's like the weird camera angles and the yeah. eerie ass music that sounds like it's like you know echoes inside of like a tin can and <laughs> just like yeah. them trying to lift this thing and putting on these really exasperated expressions that that w- made me feel like their torture i understood how bad it is to carry a fridge up seven flights of stairs it was really kind of like a sisyphean task if you think mm-hmm. about it because they have shot after shot of them bringing this fridge up the stairs. And in terms of the plot, it amounts to fucking nothing. Yes. Yep. I mean, just like everything else in this movie, but... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, let, let's, let's expand on the arc of the job. They, um, so it's, it's a Kangaroo Jack and what are the friends' names? Schwartz and uh, yeah. Flick. They yes. never the come up from again. a bug's life. They never come up again. No, they're they're. I mean, they're characters in the in the in a Christmas story, so they're just kind of thrown in here, and uh, they get their working papers. They get their first job. The most significant okay, during his working paper when they're waiting at oh, the yeah. like municipal building. The continuity errors with Schwartz's shirt <laughs> is that it is fully unbuttoned. Yeah. <laughs> what? And fully unbuttoned. And then they cut away and it cut back and it's fully buttoned oh man well that's because so, he was i think he got a job buttoning his own he shirt. was too busy smoking cigarettes <laughs> to button his shirt properly smoking cigarettes in like where were they like where do you go to get your working government papers? office yeah. yeah it the it's like the dmv but without cars yeah um, so speaking of cigarettes DV? yeah the the, the department of vehicle no it's just no, the department i know that's why i stopped myself they go to the d <laughs> the d <laughs> The department. That's it. <laughs> so, speaking of cigarettes, I didn't do this count, but as soon as I got halfway through, I realized I should have. I'm going to ballpark there were about 30 cigarettes smoked in this movie. Yes. Well, how did they introduce yeah, the father? Cigars. The introduction to the father was, um, what is it? He He's a man all about... Um, Oh, right. He's a man who loves his Chevys, Blatt's beer, and Lucky's. Yep. yep. As soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, we're going to have a lot to talk about for the DCOM Dad Hour, and mm-hmm. it's going to be a ride. Hanging and out in that name, bar. He doesn't even get a name. It's not even Dad. It's Old Man. Yeah, he's Old, old man. man. The Old oh, Man. Yeah, but to be right. fair, Old Man also doesn't call Ralphie by his name ever. He only yeah. calls him Shoestring Buzzhead. and Watermelon and Kangaroo Jack. Cookie Cutter Fuck. at one point. Yeah. Kangaroo Jack. I I was thinking we were going to save that for the end, but jumping way, way, way ahead, that was a crazy way to like close the movie out. Oh, Mom, why doesn't Dad ever call me by my real name? <laughs> yeah. Oh, honey, don't worry about it. Like she she calls him by his name, but then she's yeah. like, just don't worry about it. And then he goes to bed, and there's a monologue in the <laughs> movie. Spoiler alert: the movie's over. Yeah, it's a, such a depressing end. It's pouring rain. They're supposed to be on vacation, but like everything about the vacation has been bad so far and he's just like why doesn't my dad love me and all right so is it time to rate yeah. this movie yeah that's it fuck yeah. this let's, let's shortest finish. episode ever sam no. thanks for coming all the way here no I'm, yeah I'm joking i, I, I let free booze out of it that's really why i do most things. hey drink up cheers cheers Let's talk about the bar scene because this oh, is please. it's a Disney produced movie where the, the so they go to a bar. Brandon, which bar scene? 
Oh, are they, oh my God, are there multiple there's bar like scenes? There's like three or four. Yeah, there's a couple. I'm talking about the one where it starts with um the dad, the, the old man's story. friend. Well, the, yeah, the old man's friend telling a a like a dirty joke. He's like, ah, a priest walks into the bar. He's got a turtle and some shit, and he asks for a glass of milk. And the bartender's like, you're not telling that joke here. This in whatever this fine establishment full of cigarettes and guys pretending to grab boobs is. <laughs> I actually wrote oh, that he was down. Pretending to grab boobs? I thought he was pretending to grab her accomplishments. Oh well, Straight it's the same the thing. Air. Same thing. Wait, they got to the punchline. No, they, no. they never okay, got there. That's what really bothered me. <laughs> I had to like rewind it three times. It's the most curious. Okay, here's here's the punchline. I was so, not the movie at all. Okay, well, no, here, it's a good thing I'm an expert on this joke. So the priest walks in with a turtle on a leash and says, I'll have three glasses of milk. And the bartender says, why do you, well, okay, what's the deal with the turtle? And he goes, well, I feed the turtle the milk and uh, I have a huge penis. That's the joke. There we go. Thanks, everybody. Uh, are, you, are you serious? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I was going like okay store that away for later to tell at work yeah no it, i mean you you'll get a kick you'll get a rise out of it i'm a uh, 1950s dad i love it's, this joke yeah, it's one of those just a sudden punch lines it really hits you um we'll get to we'll get to it in the dad hour but old man not that old no no, no. i'm kind of hot oh okay yeah. okay uh-huh. let's, let's definitely table that why, why, guys? Why are we holding ourselves back? All right, here? I was we about are, to say, don't stifle I, me. I'm and raring I, to go. I'm, I'm, I'm champing at the bit here. The decom dad. dad hour has is arrived. Now. It's now. The decom dad hour is when we talk about the dads in our movies and we rate them separate from the movie itself. And oh boy, as soon as I found out this dad is a cigarette smoking, beer loving hunk. That's when I knew this is going to be a good dad. So he's also Hunter S. Thompson in Fear and Loathing in Las yes. Vegas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. The way the cig just dangles from his mouth carelessly, I was like, uh, you know, you're Hunter S. Thompson. And the way he wakes up the, de- the day that they're going on the vacation, his wife forgot to buy him cigarettes. Oh, my God. So he smokes an, a two-week-old butt in the ashtray and screams for coffee. That's fucking goes, gangster. I wrote down the exact line. He oh, says hit me. He says I'm smoking old butts from the ashtray and then there's just like a pause and he goes coffee. But first coffee. <laughs> coffee fee. Oh, solid topical joke. Yeah, burn. Not until I've had my coffee. <laughs> So yeah. by 2019, oh, it's 2020 now. Fuck! By 2020 standards, he's a bad dad. Yes, bad but dad. by 1988, reflecting on 1940s standards, he's the greatest dad of all time. He loves fishing. He loves fishing. He loves old cars. Yep. He loves Blatt's beer. Just, just to be clear, Blatt's beer that that doesn't exist, right? You sure. I think it's like Labatt's. Oh, like okay, Labatt Blue. Like Labatt it's a Canadian. Blue. Yeah. yeah, like the Bats beer, the beer brewed by bats. Yeah, the bats. It's got guano in the brew. So for beer, you need four main ingredients. You need water. You need yeast. You need hops. Milk. And you need guano. Oh. Yep. Bat guano. That's why it's called Bats beer. Okay. I know you said by 2020 standards, not a great dad, but hot take here. And I mean, hot. Daddy can get it. Oh, yeah. He's super patient. I mean, 
There was a lot. <laughs> Sam, of... keep it in your pants. Jeez. I don't know. I was. I'm a little blinded by passion right now, but I don't know. Give the guy a break. Well, let's see. Um... <laughs> he he's a victim of his time. I mean, if you're wondering, one of my rating standards for the dads is how much would I like it if they tucked me into bed at night? So if that influences your vote at all, it's oh, it's going to be off the charts. Guys, um, update on Blatt's beer. Uh-huh. It existed. What? Yeah, it, it's from Milwaukee. Oh, okay. From, yeah, from the Miller Brewing is. Company. Well, and it was uh, absorbed into another company in 1986. Oh, B-L-A-T-Z, wow. Blatt's. Blats. Yeah. Incredible. That sounds like an automatopoeia. It does. Yep. It's the sound that your vomit makes after you drink 10 of them. Blats. It was bought by Pabst. <laughs> All right. So dad was hunky. Dad was cranky. supportive of his son working. Yes. But dad was cranky. He was stern. He worked too hard and he was a substance abuser. B but he plus. was thrifty. He was thrifty. He, he, could, was thrifty. he could get a car to start by jumping on the hood. Yeah. Yes. And he dressed like a fucking G. B plus. Yeah. Um, okay, he gets home from work one day in a button down, and then the next morning he goes to work in a full suit. <laughs> At an important sales meeting that day. That's all we get is that he's in sales. That's formal oh. Friday. It's formal Friday. Wait, so he <laughs> didn't work in the mines? I just kind of assumed everyone here worked in the mines. Yeah, because he wear a full yeah, suit. He did, to just go to in the a mines. suit. Yeah. Whenever I mine, I wear my Blatt suit. Blatt suit's about the, only office. the finest. <laughs> but you never see the office, it, unless no, the of office not. is the beer bar. Hmm. Um, Could be. I'm going to give him a B, just a B. Fair. He was an all right dad. He wasn't a great, but he did put the tackle box in the trunk for that's true watermelon. That was very sweet. Yeah. Also, the younger kid is so annoying. Fuck. And he never does anything Fuck about Randy. it. He's super patient. The wife, she does. I, what do you mean? He's annoying. A lot. I was He's watching the movie annoying. with Roger, the dog that I live with, and mm-hmm. every time she made a noise, he shuddered a little bit. I mean, <laughs> granted, he has issues but the frequency of her voice did something to him it created a visceral response and honestly i it created a visceral response to me too yeah and so if you had to live with that and keep your cool i don't know props to him a plus a plus dad wow yeah that's the first a plus i think we've had on the decom dad hour the first time we've had Sam. That's yeah. correct. Good point. <laughs> thank you for thank you for the raving review during the DCOM dad hours. We we need that. Trying to stay positive. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, say what you want about the wife, but at least this film passed the Bechtel test. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which which is the test where two women characters talk about something other than a love interest. And that thing that she talked about with her friend is wanting to take an ad out in the local paper. Oh, my God. Adorable. <laughs> I, I love that. I've always wanted to take out an ad in the paper. For what? Just for. <laughs> just because. For a dog that might just potentially be visiting his family? 
It's a very sweet oh my God. idea. Yeah, so let's talk about Fuzzhead. Fuzzhead, the fourth build actor in this movie, who is the dog of Gene Shepard, the guy who wrote it. Oh. Um, Fuzzhead is the family dog who goes missing like five or ten minutes into the movie, and the mother has a bad feeling about it, but the father's like, you're just a woman. You have feelings. Um <laughs> Turns out the dog is missing, and the mother starts making lost dog signs, making and noise, making noise. noise. Um, but it has like a reward. Um, she calls the police, which the husband says you shouldn't do. Yep. which is funny. He goes, "You called the police," <laughs> and what she says to an officer of the law is, "She goes, it's a one-sided phone call," and she goes. He he didn't come home for din din last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then also she says he didn't come home for din, and then pause, and then oh no, Fuzzhead's a girl. She wouldn't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes to her friend. She goes, "They asked me what type of dog she is, and I said a nice one. <laughs> That's not helpful." <laughs> That is the least helpful thing you could say. <laughs> a nice, cute one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the picture is pretty accurate, though. The picture that she drew, she it's drew actually a dog. pretty yeah, it's accurate. Yeah, pretty good Fuzzhead. Yeah. So uh, when Fuzzhead is eventually, because spoiler alert, Fuzzhead is found. Fuzzhead is found living with a very rich woman. Yeah, he's yeah. found in a Rolls Royce. She's yeah. found in a Rolls Royce. Yeah. And that's when Cosette? Dad. Colette? Something like that. Dad slams a sick U-turn in the whip and turns around and follows them, like gives chase. Drives yeah. into their gated household, their manor, and says, excuse me, uh, I think that's our fuzz head. We lost her two weeks ago. And the woman's like, oh, well, I found this dog two weeks ago. <laughs> See, he is and a dedicated is family Fru man. Fru but <laughs> but he, the only reason he does that is that he knows his wife won't go to Ali Hop Noodles Haven of Bliss if the dog is still missing. So he's like, fuck this. I'm finding the dog. Yeah. He's, it's for himself. It is. I don't believe in altruism generally. Okay. Neither does the dad. Neither does he. Yeah. yeah. The old man uh, is way past altruism. He's that left him in the war. My soulmate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really gunning for you too. I, I think it's I think it's sweet. I he's, and I, I think it's very possible. He's uh, still a May alive December relationship. Oh, is he really? Yeah. I forgot to play uh, Are They Still Alive? Oh. Uh, I was just hoping I could call up Kirk Douglas and be like, hey, is this what the 40s was like? He's the only one who would still know. <laughs> you know, Kirk Douglas was like almost, well, he was 30 when this movie takes place. He was probably closer to 40. Kirk Douglas is 103. I know That's this is totally crazy. irrelevant, but I'm blown away every day. Is, is that good? It, no, not at all. His bones are jelly. And I I, I I debated saying this on air because I know as soon as this reaches the your sweet airwaves, dear audience, he's going to die like the next day. And then it's going to be my fault. Dude, that would be crazy if that happens. I mean, when you're 103, what what's going to happen? Uh, you you know, a fly accidentally goes up your nose and you just die. Like <laughs> yeah. anything can happen at that point. Yeah. A strong breeze breaks your pelvis yeah. and that's it. Your soup is 99 degrees, <laughs> and it just eats through you like Your acid. Your heart melts. Yeah. Yeah, anything can happen. Yeah. So, you know what? America, I'm sorry, but somebody did have to say it. In closing, 
I love that the dad pays the rich lady a five dollar reward. To oh get my god, fuzz head back, and then yeah. they drop the the shade of like. I've always never, I've never, I've always, never known a rich person to turn down any chance to make a quick buck. This movie yeah, what? is socialism. Oh yeah, and, and we are here for it. That's our show, ladies and gents. <laughs> no, I definitely have some other things here. Um, let let me just look at some notes. I'm against bullying, but Randy needs a wedgie and a cigarette. Yeah, you mean a you wrote burn that? from a I cigarette? I did write that. No, like just a cigarette. Like his dad needs to stop, like you know, placating Randy and just give him a cigarette and say, "Shut the fuck up." Well, it's funny because he, someone does say, "Will you shut up?" Yeah, <laughs> but also Randy's like, "I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich," but he should be saying, "I want a cigarette." <laughs> <laughs> A nicotine addicted. I want to be like my dad. I, I want a cigarette. His I learned from watching you. His wines are so long and it, they actually other characters will t- start talking before he's done whining. Mm-hmm. He'll go, I don't want to go. And then OK. All right. Yeah. Then they'll like, keep going. He did have a great line that was just in the background while other people were talking. It was in the car while they were driving, and he just goes, My foot's asleep! What do I do? <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Randy. <laughs> that, that was like half the plot of the movie. Like The first half was inconsequential, right? It not was on- a series of anecdotes that were all bullshit unrelated to the main plot. Not only were they inconsequential, they're not in the original source material at all. Oh. What? It, it's so I read Ali Hopnoodle's Haven of Bliss. I'm trying to find it. Ali Hopnoodle's Haven of Bliss is a short story in um Gene one of Gene Shepard's books. His first book, the one that a Christmas story is based on, is called In God We Trust, All Others Must Pay, which is a, a pretty funny name for a book. You know, it's quippy, it's clever. This book is called Wanda Hickey's Night of Golden Memories, which again is sexual. What's wrong with him? Sounds sexual. Um, but yeah, so Ollie Hopnoodle's Haven of Bliss is a very quick read. It's like a 20-minute f- read at most. Um, and it starts with them leaving for the vacation. Wow. Yeah, so the first 45 minutes of this movie were probably just plucked from some other short story of his, but are completely unrelated to this plot. It really bothered me that... Every opening plot line was just like dropped entirely. Like he gets a job and gets fired from this job. What are the consequences of that? Absolutely jack shit. Nothing. Yeah, no. He just tells his parents, oh, I quit because I wanted to come on the vacation. He doesn't and, even buy anything with his money. No. And no. he says like, oh, it's it's not good to lie. And then the voiceover, he goes, they never found out. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I thought there were several times where I thought he was going to own up to getting fired, and mm-hmm. instead he was like, "Dad, I forgot the tackle box." This is how the movie should have ended, with the father and the son fishing, and him saying, "Dad, I didn't quit the job to come to on the trip. I got fired." And they have a moment, a moment where you know he, you know, the father is smoking two cigarettes at once <laughs> and hands his son a cigarette. Oh he calls him by his first name. Yeah. Yeah. He well, gets he, it a little wrong. He's like, exactly. he's like, Rick, you know. <laughs> Dad, my name's Kangaroo Jack. 
<laughs> I care less about the teachable moment or, you know, even a cohesive ending, but at least tie in the first half of the movie with the second half whatsoever. I mean, truly nothing. Fuzzhead gets left in the hot car. In a picnic basket. Yeah, yeah, throughout the entire journey. So the first half of the movie, they're desperately trying to find this dog who may or may not be visiting its family, <laughs> like this horse that this one lady knew. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't make sense when I explain it because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then they shove him in the back of a hot car and don't talk about him for the rest of the movie. And they continue to leave him in the car with like go out and do stuff they pulled over when they had a flat tire they had a picnic and they don't take him out nope they do the oh, they did uh the boy was walking the dog the older boy was walking okay the i'm dog. gonna cut that because my side sounds more interesting yeah they left yeah. the dog in the car yeah in a picnic yeah. basket that was too small for it yep. yeah mm-hmm. no air uh, they fed him only tuna surprise sandwiches. Salmon. Salmon. What if? Salmon. Okay, sorry. actually, I'm sorry. Sorry. Is Mitt Romney, and that's why they didn't give him a name. Ooh. Oh, that would explain all the milk he drank. Oh. Yeah. And all the dogs he treated in the car. Yep. Mm-hmm. There we go. We, Brendan solved the case of the old you man like in now, the Romney. Sam? <laughs> Wait, I thought the turtle drank the milk. No, okay, Sam, important question. I'm still thinking about the joke. If the father was Mitt Romney, would you still be attracted to him? <sighs> Love knows no bounds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's no real reason why I'm so attracted to him. I mean, he's a Mormon, right? He can have multiple wives. He can yeah. go for it. I mean, yeah, Holy I gave him shit. an A-plus rating as a dad. Uh, <sighs> as a politician, what do you rate him? <laughs> also A-plus. As a drug-taking... A plus, A plus, all the way. way. Las but Vegas. honestly, do I think he's a good match for me? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Love <laughs> knows <laughs> no so, bounds. Yep. <laughs> so that's my point, I guess. Um, I want to talk about twenty questions because they play twenty questions in the oh car, and I just want to know where, 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 who decided. That everything that you do in 20 questions has to be either an animal, a vegetable, or a mineral. Like, how often did it happen where it's like, okay, I'm thinking of something. Uh, is it quartz? Yeah, you got it. MF Doom decided that. That was exactly <laughs> I, why I looked at you, Ryan. I do love that line. Oh, what song is that in? Whether it was animal, vegetable, vegetable or mineral. mineral. Um, is that Doomsday? No. Fuck. I don't know. I won't remember. This is uh, just for us. We're MF not Doom. live, so it's not cool for us to be doing this. MF Doom, I know you're out there. Uh, I'm sorry that I didn't know exactly which song it's from. I know you're listening. You love Ollie Hop Noodles, Haven of Bliss. The fact that we're the first podcast to cover this movie was huge for you, and I get it. Um, but I, I, I apologize. I'll do better next time. Beef rap. Beef rap. Admit to getting teeth cap. It can lead to high blood pressure if you fry it. Here's a fun thing that I wrote down. Randy sucks butts, but he got some serious distance on that sandwich throw. And he did. Oh, yeah. He did. He got like 50 feet on that thing. He threw it into the road. Yeah. yeah. And, and truck up in the air. Car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was also like... Uh, it's just indicative of how little goes on in this movie where 
all that happens to the sandwich, it doesn't like splat on the windshield or or land in the bed of it on like uh, some livestock. I don't know. It lands in the road and then gets run over. No yeah. mess, no nothing. It's in the road, the place where everyone agrees, like, it'll just get washed away. <laughs> Gotta say, I, mean, I didn't whole, see that coming. The whole second half of the movie is just a fever dream. Nothing and relates to anything. Every scene could, like, work independently. The order doesn't even matter. Yep. Yeah. I honestly wrote down, it feels like when you have the, I don't know if you guys have ever had the type of dream where you're like, I got to get a flight. And you go and, like, the car breaks down on the way and you're, like, stuck in traffic. Yep. Like, you can't get to your destination. It yep. just feels like you're... And you can't run. Like, it's that feeling. Right. That's how the entire second half of this movie was. <laughs> it, the, if, the goddamn car ride gave... It honestly made me nervous. The feeling of not being able to run in a dream. Uh, yeah, that's exactly... That's the second half of this movie. Like, you can't feel your legs. Mm-hmm. You know, it was probably it felt more like nervous. The middle of America Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like pretty much Homer. what it was. Yep. But yeah. Homer Simpson. It's it's Little Miss Sunshine, but not funny. Yeah. <sighs> oh, I was gonna say that Fuzzhead was probably the most nervous because he was <laughs> stuck in a picnic basket in a hot car on a mm. summer's day. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. he could have been the, eating fucking caviar. Oh my god! At she the rich fed lady's him house. Caviar. Yep. Let's Incredible. not forget that. Why can't a rich lady just find me and feed me caviar, huh? Why is this world so unfair? Why uh, is it always when like movies in the 1980s cut to a flashback, there's a purple hue around the main oh, yeah. frame? Yep. That's just, you know, memory screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's memory how but getting aura. back to the, the car drive, they drive from perfectly fine road straight into the middle of a pasture. Oh, my God. And yeah. are surrounded yeah. by cows. So so here's some context that I can give in relation to the, the source material. Um, a lot of the things that happen on the drive are pulled straight from the story. The Randy throwing the sandwich into the road, the chocolate bar in the uh, glove box, mm-hmm. uh, f- driving behind the chicken truck. All of those things are almost verbatim from the story. What about uh, Granny's windmill factory? Yeah. No, okay. So Granny's Windmill Factory did not come up. Um, I will say that, like, on Amazon Books, like, it skipped random pages for whatever reason, but I didn't see it at all. What did come up was the hooked rugs and eggs place, the farm. However, they don't stop there. They just drive past a sign that says, hooked rugs, also eggs. Which wow. is a sign that I want to display on my front door until yeah. I die. Wait, was the short story actually good? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I read it because I, I had to as a, you know, contributing member to this podcast. But you know what? It was not good. I'll, I'll be honest and admit that I don't read that much. And this didn't make me want to read any more. <laughs> That's fair. Ever anymore again? No, I, I'll. I'm just gonna play Dark Souls forever. I don't mm. need to read. It's true. I could just fight things and hey, parry. Hey, That's Twitch my channel. life. Hey, Brandon. Yeah. You, you ever hear of words? Um. Okay. Words. Well, in that you ever hear video? Vidya? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Which one would you rather do? Ah, uh, Vidya. Hundred percent. Hundo percento, my dude. Well, gotta say. You can make your own decisions, so play that video. Well, here, let me let me let me put it to you this way, my man. Um, there's no word 
for Katamari. That was they made that one up just because you know what they didn't have one, and it's way better than any other word. So yeah, there you go. You know what else isn't a word? Spyro. They just made that shit up, and you know what? Cool. I'm here for it. This is a video podcast now. Dude, yep. don't get me started. The way that you do fucking baseball statistics, I'll do like how to 100% crash Bandicoot 2. Well, you're basically batting like .097 right now because you've only mentioned Vidya on one podcast, whereas we're batting like 870 because we yeah. mentioned baseball on nearly every episode. Mm-hmm. I do it because I know that it's not my our most of our fan base is not playing Dark Souls. If I knew that just one person out, if I get an email, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com, if you email me and say, Hey, yeah, I play Dark Souls and I listen to your podcast, you're gonna hear me talking about fucking new Londo. For an hour, and Ryan won't be able to get anything in. Our fan base doesn't give a shit about baseball, though. I can tell you that much. Okay, fine. All this right. host base <laughs> gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. You're damn right. You're damn right. All right. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh, my God. We haven't done the DCOM F-bomb. I think it's about time. Fuck. Yeah, just like there that. It is. The DCOM F-bomb, uh, if this were a PG-13 movie, you'd get to say fuck once. Where would you say it? This is tough because this dad is just itching to drop the F-bomb like the whole movie. I imagine almost everyone's here is going to be related to the dad. Yes? Uh, Show of hands who's here is related to the dad. One, two, three. uh, Okay. Okay. So three out of five, 60%. So, all right. My DCOM F-bomb is when they're driving in the car. This is the second half of the movie. And mom is like, she must have just taken her uppers or something. And she's like smiling ear to ear like she's in the Black Hole Sun video by Soundgarden. <laughs> and she's like, everything's going so well. And the tire blows out and dad would just go, fuck. Well, oh, my God, we need to talk about that because I might have to take a point away from the dad's grade because he the tire pops and he tells his wife, this was your fault somehow. And she goes, I'm sorry. It's verbal abuse. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck. Not his most shining moment, but I do have to say the fact that he doesn't say fuck once in this movie (laughs) is really a testament to his patience and his grace. Yeah, true. It sounds like you're just making excuses for him at this yes. point. No. Her husband's a good man. <laughs> my DCOM F-bomb is also related to the dad. I had a few options, but this is my favorite one. Um, when they're driving around trying to find Fuzzhead, the wife is just screaming, Fuzzhead! Fuzzhead! <laughs> and she thinks that she sees Fuzzhead like digging through a pile of trash, and she goes, Oh, Fuzzhead! And the dog lifts his head up, and it's not the same dog even a little bit. And the dad just goes, That's not Fuzzhead! Fucking idiot! <laughs> That's my decom F-bomb. Does sound like his voice. Yeah. Okay. Okay, mine is when... So there's two instances in the second half of the movie of unnecessary roadside shopping Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep and the first one is for hooked rugs also mothers (laughs) yeah mom's the only one that gets out of the car to go look at them and so dad says to his two sons in the background 
what the fuck is your mother doing? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Why is she here? Why did she go to buy a rug and came well, back with like, eggs? Why Why would he think that the kids would have any sort of inkling that he doesn't? <laughs> Ralphie goes, I don't know. Oh, Randy, whatever the fuck his name is. The one that's not Kangaroo Jack. Hey, you ran out of F-bombs, mister. You're not allowed to drop anymore. Sorry, I'll be clean. Promise. This is an R-rated podcast. I'm sorry. All right, <laughs> who else has one? I'll go. Um, so my my f bomb comes from of all people Fuzzhead. <laughs> um, <laughs> you mean so, fuckhead? Fuckhead. Decom Fuzzbomb. Decom Fuzzbomb. Um, so Fuzzhead gets taken away from the rich lady, and Fuzzhead's having like a flashback to all the beautiful times that she spent at Miss Colette Cosette whatever. Uh, she calls him Fuzzhead. What is her accent? Uh, she's rich just, people. Her accent she, yeah, is rich. Yeah, you know, rich. Foo-foo. Foo-foo. Um, so just thinking back to all the beautiful times at the place. And then it's also intercut with like, there. this is actually in the movie, there's like a can of Alpo, like gross dog food that like <laughs> yes. lands in the bowl. Fuzzhead just looks at the bowl, looks directly to camera and barks and the subtitle just says, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well I like done. that. That is Perfectly placed. If I may uh, interrupt real quick, it's hilarious to watch this on YouTube because it's available, not just because of the videotape artifacts that have translated oh into God. the YouTube video, but I put the subtitles on because I was watching this on double speed. The subtitles <laughs> are hilariously wrong. Oh, my God. There was, <laughs> um, I wrote one down, and then we'll get to you, Sam, I promise. Um <laughs> We'll cut this out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Las Vegas was written as lots of eggs. Oh! <laughs> I knew there was a reason I need to go back to that note. You know, I like to call it lost wages. Oh! Got him! All right, you're done. Sam, do you have a deep Cut my bomb? mic. Do it. Do it. All right, wait, wait, wait. You're on mic number. Hammy. I will not be silenced! Yeah, you will. Sam, what's your decom from? Uh, it's a less good version of James's. <laughs> no, oh no. Yeah, yeah. It's when Fuzzhead sees them getting through the gate to retrieve him, mm. and he knows that all hope is lost. <laughs> and it's a silent fuck. You just see it in his eyes. Yeah, it's just <sighs> all like hope that. is gone. I like that. No more caviar for a Fuzzhead. A speech bubble. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I didn't I, say fuck. I honestly thought this was the closest. You guys are right. Like the dad in this movie was right on the edge of saying it the whole time. I thought when they pulled up and Fuzzhead gets handed out of the car onto a man holding a big purple pillow. <laughs> I I swear the dad mouth. What? Fuck. What, what the fuck? This, <laughs> fucking, this fucking dog is fuck. being treated. You could tell he did not care for Fuzzhead. This no. fucking dog's getting treated better than I'm getting treated. I'm getting treated. This to give this That's, dog a cigarette. Dog's eating fucking caviar. This dog's eating caviar? Man, I could. Oh, yeah. And th when they're leaving the rich woman's house, he goes, If you ever want us to come back and visit with Fuzzhead, she just goes, No. <laughs> I'll take your $5. Yeah. And you'll never see your dog. Yeah. I'll never see your dog again. 
Any other thoughts? Anything before we uh, wrap this up? Honestly, I have a lot of thoughts on this movie, but they're all discombobulated because there were so many dumb little stories in this movie. You know, I think it's pretty obvious how I felt about this movie, but one of the things that pissed me off the most, not knowing that it was a spiritual sequel to a Christmas story, Mm -hmm. was the narrator. It was yeah. the narration was shitty. It was annoying, and it's most of the movie. It never yeah. stopped. Yeah. Okay, okay. I've um, I've had a couple drinks. Uh, it's I think it's time that I can let this one loose. Uh, op- open up this this can of worms, which was another movie we did. Sure. Anyway, uh, a Christmas story is bad, and I'm just gonna throw that one out there. I don't Ooh. like a Christmas story. Sam is ready to just punch me in the. Face you right should. Now. He deserves uh, it. Yeah. Not Story for that. It's, it's the same as this. While we're revealing our truths, I've never seen a Christmas story. Oh, okay. Oh, so I saw God. it for what the first time. Here? I saw it for the first time last year on my wife's request because she was like, you have to see it. I'm Jewish and I love it. It's the best Christmas movie. So I watched it. And you know what? Ah, it's not for me. I you know it's it's it has everything that this movie has and maybe it does it a little bit better. Um, uh, here's what I here's what I like about the Christmas Story. Uh, sorry, a indefinite article Christmas Story. I think it's funny to get your tongue stuck to a pole. Um, I think a lamp that has a leg, a sexy leg for a base is funny. That's, funny. Um, that's it. It's a it's what like a hundred minute movie and I got like two minutes of enjoyment out of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, could be better. Thanks for the hot take. Yeah, this has been hot takes about certain Christmas stories. Well, I've never seen it, so let's move on. Wow, I'm surprised. Um, Unless would you? We have a defender. A yeah, defender? no, Sam, def- uh, pr- prove me wrong, please. Okay, well, think about it this way, Randy. Super annoying little fuckhead. Right. Right? In A Christmas Story, they're all his age, but they're cute, and they're not super annoying. So right there, that's a premise for a movie. Not annoying, cute kids. I mean, mm-hmm. that's my only defense for it. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I was the light lamp for Halloween one year. Oh, my God. Wow. I need to see a picture of this. You've got some. You told us you were pizza rat for Halloween. Yeah. You were the light lamp. You're the queen of Halloween costumes. My best ever was a Midsummer Night Scream. Oh, I was puck with a scream mask. Nobody got it. Oh, wow. I, that's that's pretty great. You're wow. welcome. I like world. that a lot. My best Halloween costume was Juno when I used to have really long hair and I had a friend who looked just like uh, Michael Sarah. So he was Polly Bleeker and I had like the skirt and the jeans and the big gulp and uh, I stuffed like a stuffed animal under my shirt and I, I looked like Juno. And I went to a Jesuit high school and they gave me detention because they thought I was being a pregnant Catholic schoolgirl. And I was like, no, I'm Juno. And they're like, I don't know what that is. And I don't care. So I'm going to replace the pregnant Sonic ASMR that we all know and love with pregnant Brandon ASMR. (laughs) Hey, everybody. My name's Brandon. And I'm pregnant. I have a stuffed animal inside me. Would you like to hear the sound of the gel? On my belly during the ultrasound. <laughs> it's a boy. It's so cold. <laughs> I can't do this. That was fucked up. <laughs> Guys, honestly, 
This is going to be our most popular episode, and we're going to see all the metrics just spike for that five seconds. Google searches for pregnant Brandon are going into the millions. There's already DeviantArt pages on it. <laughs> we're all we're we're out there. Oh boy, I feel dirty. Did you guys know that this story was originally published in Playboy magazine? I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yep. Wasn't Gift of the Magi originally published in Playboy? Sure. Like, there's tons of those that are short stories. Playboy used to publish a ton of short stories. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why my dad owned all those magazines. <laughs> okay. Uh, anything else? Final thoughts before we rate this movie? Yeah, so there actually was baseball in this movie. Where? Mom was to Meatloaf what Ted Williams was to the long ball. Yep. See, I didn't even I didn't even know that was baseball. They also talk about um, him being a White Sox fan. That's oh, okay. Like, yeah, that's the true. Curse, the curse of every and White the Sox gas fan. station that he went to was a one that would that once sponsored the White Sox. So he only goes to that gas station. Yep. James Ted Williams' career batting average was okay. three forty four. Jesus okay. Sam, right? Nineteen I don't, years. I don't know sports, so I'm going to ask you this question: That's What athlete? Good. Do you think could fit the most basketballs inside of them? Wow. Uh huh. I know it's a loaded question. I should have had you prepare yeah, we, this. We're one. springing this on you. Uh, it's too obvious. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq can oh. fit the most. He can fit the no, most. No. Shaq He's got the can breath. Fit the dark most. horse. The girth. Symbolar. It's him. No, 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 no. She doesn't know who it is. So the answer is Shaq. If you don't know, if nobody knows who Symbolar is, he obviously can't fit the most basketballs That's... because you need to have you need to have brand recognition to fit all those basketballs inside of you. <laughs> what? Yeah. Let's take a step back from that. No, I am not stepping back. I am only charging forward with my banner waving high that says Shaq can fit the most. Folks, let's let Brennan speak. Can wait? Can I take a super left turn? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Ryan, but I feel like you're going to get mad at me for going so off topic. Whatever. Okay, did you guys see Akun Gems? Yeah, yes. I still have yes. but do it uh, again. Okay. All you need to know is that the end of it is super similar to the end of Space Jam. Okay, because, sure. <laughs> because Bugs Bunny, like, to motivate all the other cartoons, gives him gives them, like, a fake thing. The super drink That really has no power so that they're good at basketball. And that's kind of <laughs> like the end of Uncut Gems. The Uncut Gems were inside of you so, all along. So you're saying what Adam Sandler gives to Kevin Garnett is the super juice. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm on board with that. <laughs> is Uncut Gems a decom? I'm trying we not do to that? spoil yep. it at the same time. <laughs> it's okay. We'll cut this out. No, we won't. Let's rate this movie, everybody. I think it's time. Uh, one, one more thing. Okay. Uh, when they're unpacking the car, they they bring a bowling ball, which is stupid because there's no fucking <laughs> yeah. bowling alley at the Haven of Bliss. <laughs> bowling ball and that. PBR. Got the essentials. Yep. That's all we need. Is and the... that giant raccoon. That's a yes. good time. And the bath mat. Yeah. You need the bath mat. Honestly, there's so much more we could say about this movie because it's a really series of movie. bizarre unrelated anecdotes but i'm getting really sick of it yeah me too let's rate this movie uh for those of you who do not know our rating system is very simple you put your thumb up or you put your thumb down down. 
That's it. Or give it a thumbs in the middle. No, you don't give it a thumbs in the middle. That's 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 that's, that's not it. We 35 don't do that. episodes in and I can't get this. That's okay. You'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> so yeah, thumbs up or thumbs down. Um uh I'll start. Why not? Yeah, here we go. Um <laughs> This movie was dumb. Uh, most of the movies we review are dumb. I should just stop saying that. So let me be more specific. Uh, the plot is totally scattered. And while A Christmas Story does at least have the plot of Christmas is coming, the you know vacation is coming payoff in this movie is is nothing at all. If, if anything, the payoff is... Uh, the things are worse now because they're in the middle of a shitty trip and my father doesn't call me by my name. Um... The dad was cool. Nobody else was. Um, good for Kangaroo Jack for being a child actor. Thumbs down. Yeah, thumbs down. All right. Who's next? I'll, I'll go. go. Oh, Brennan, do it. I will go. Uh, thanks. I'm going to say thumbs up. I think it's silly and goofy. And as far as DCOMs go, there's not a lot with adult content. And since this, since, you know, most people who listen to this are adults, that's probably one of the ones they'll find more appealing because of just how ridiculous it is. And by adult content, I mean like smoking cigars in bars. Uh, it's very sexist. Yeah. yeah. Big time. But I guess... I mean, fi- find a movie before 2005 that wasn't. Right. Um, Space Jam. Anyway, I think it's stupid and no, fun dude, and you can bunny. like leave to use the restroom and come back and not miss anything, which... Is yeah. the makings of a fun movie to watch with their friends. So whatever. So, I've uh, thank you for your review, Brennan. I've got to say that I agree with you on a lot of these points. Um, yeah, it'd be a fun watch with your friends if you were drinking. Um, there's a lot of funny little anecdotes in the movie, like uh, you know, one of the jobs is for pro wrestler. That the, oh, the boys look at. The or, other job is hog slaughter. Yes. That one too. No, see, they misread it. It's hogs laughter. They tickle mm. pigs. All right, Jesse S. Laughter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Oh my God. There's a lot of funny stuff in this movie, but ultimately I was too distracted by the bad plot. What are you guys laughing at? Don't worry about it. Keep going. <laughs> I'm going to give this movie a thumbs down because it irritated me to watch and the poor quality of the 80s film. Uh, bothered me, but I I did love the Hunter S. Thompson cameo. So yeah, the glasses and the hat. Yeah, the whole very... I'm gonna give it a resounding thumbs down with a shrug. They're actually just driving to Las Vegas. <laughs> you, you we missed the part where he goes, "This is Bat Country." We can't stop here. This is Bat Country. <laughs> All right, Sam. Um. This was not a good movie. <laughs> I did not enjoy watching it. That being said, I did just have a very public realization that I have terrible taste in men, and I feel like I'm going to learn a lot from this experience. <laughs> so, <sighs> I can't quite bring myself to do a thumbs up, so I'm going to say that my thumbs have somehow receded into like dew claws and I have no ability to give any thumbs. Sam, 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 I'm going to stop you right there. We're going to pop some prosthetics on that hand. Yeah. This is an ultimatum. It is thumbs up or thumbs down. And I appreciate you trying to give this movie some credit, 
But it's one or the other. Speaking of having shitty taste in men, here's an ultimatum. <laughs> <laughs> it's hit, it's the movie or me, Sam. In that case, it is two thumbs up. Oh, wow. Um, wow. I love it. Incredible. <laughs> I love it. See, all you needed was some emotional coercion. Yeah. You just oh, needed man. a man to yell at you. You're right. I feel alive now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. James, wow. you're the tiebreaker. Wow. There's there's a lot. There's a lot riding on this. There so, is. It's also the men against the women. Right I know. Now. That's exactly it's what I was thinking. It's weird that the women gave this a thumbs up. Yeah. Because it is very, despite all the positive things I said about the dad, he is super sexist. Mm. And problematic. Yeah. And even the mom is like, I just don't know what to make of her. Well, she's on like, drugs. She's on amphetamines or yep. something. Yeah, she's popping that jagged little pill. Yeah, she's definitely like pre-Ambien uh, in this, which I don't know what that was in the 50s, 40s. Cocaine. But Cocaine yes. doesn't well, make you sleepy. Yeah, ludes. <laughs> ludes, Thanks, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so I love the look of everything in the movie. I love the 50s feel and like the cars and I love like the aesthetic of like the kitchen and the bar especially like yeah. drinking beer out of those little glasses like they do and there's no ac and they got they're just showing all that taco meat they got Ooh. all their shirts buttoned down to like the fifth button yeah they do. so that yes yeah, sam like that <laughs> so did i uh so that part of it i did like the first half of this movie honestly i was like all right i'm, I'm of all the things we've watched like i'm into the story like it's silly but and it doesn't, it's not, it's totally incongruous, but fine. Right when they started, they, they like all the people showed up to their house with a bunch of dogs. I was like, fuck this. Oh, yeah. And then I it was downhill from there. That. Yeah. The, yeah, the road trip, like I said, was a nightmare. It reminded me of actual nightmares I have. <sighs> um, and there was no resolution for anyone in the end. I'm going to have to say it, unfortunately. Don't do this to me. To divide this along gender lines, much like this movie, uh. it's 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 a thumbs down for me. Uh, Sorry, ladies. <laughs> Better luck next time. It's fine. We'll try again in twenty thirty. It was. It was. <laughs> I have to. It was fifty eight percent bad. So thumbs down. Yeah. yeah if that's... they if the road trip was just the road trip was no joke. 30 to 35 minutes. Yeah. If it was 15, like cut 20 minutes off of that. But then what oh, would the rest the of the movie be? Fun. Yeah, I agree with you, Brennan. No, I think I the didn't. movie should have just been the road trip. Like add something like more interesting. Right. Um, one of the eggs hatches and they have a chick that right. they're now just watching. Yes. There should have been more plot on either side of that beginning of the road trip. Because I even yeah. enjoyed them packing for the road trip and trying to get out of the house. Mm -hmm. But then the road trip was just incongruous and pointless. Yeah. So. Which is weird because that's what Ollie Hoppin rules Haven of Bliss, the short story, is exclusively about. And then once they finally get to the namesake Haven of Bliss, it was so, so pointless. It rained yeah. and like they stayed inside. And I guess the point was like, it was vacation and we weren't working or yeah, neither. No one was working. Okay. So there but, probably is a point. Um, I got to be honest. I didn't read the last three pages of the story. <laughs> I missed those ones. That's where everything happened. Is it though? 
I don't know. Like, if I didn't read the last three pages of 1984, it's probably all the same, right? Well, that's sort of where a lot of it happens. I don't think so. He gets happy about the war. That's our show, everybody. Um, but yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Sam, so much for joining us. We had a really good time. I had a great time. First podcast ever. Hell 10 yeah. out of 10 would do again. Hey. The first Ayo. of many, hopefully. Uh, this is the time where you get to do plugs. Do you got anything to plug? Yeah. Uh, give me money so that I don't have to work a day job anymore. Ooh. Yep. I'll good, start good a Kickstarter for me. No pretenses. <laughs> oh, this is a not a charitable cause. What is oh. it, Brennan? Um, check out my friend's magazine. It's called Eternal Remedy. You can Google that. I think it's eternalremedy.com, and it's definitely on Instagram. They just put out a magazine. Um, I am associated with it. So oh, amazing. It's nice. a bit self-serving, but cool stuff. I mean, isn't that what plugs are for? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Very cool. But eternal in the, Remedy. In the spirit of honesty. Yes, Eternal Remedy. Excellent. Yep. Uh I'm going to plug us. I'm going to plug our social media because I can do that. Uh, we are on Instagram, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel. We are on Twitter at Tipsy Panel. We have an email, Disney Channel Tipsy Panel at gmail.com. And we have a phone number. Oh, sweet baby, do we have a phone number? It's 914-863-1613. You can just call and leave a voicemail. You can call and I'll answer. How many calls have we gotten, Ryan? Zero. Zero. Uh, you as- could be our first caller i'm gonna tweet that phone number out too but just please call i'm kind of sad we love interaction we love engagement we love hearing from our fans i've i think i've called out just about every email we've gotten on the show um like comment subscribe we uh we love it all um but thank you everybody for listening um and yeah that's that's our show tune in next time we're gonna have another decom for you bye bye Raleigh Fingers, Haven of Piss. (laughs) More baseball talk. I'm here for it. You know, what I didn't, what we didn't talk about is that windmill that she bought for like, what, uh, $30? What is is that in today dollars? Probably like $250. Oh, like 60 bucks. It's got to be more than that.